Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In season or off season, you and your car make a great team. Take care of it with a Chevron with Techron for unbeatable cleaning and mileage. It's a winning play. Chevron together ahead. Oh, yeah, guys, it's Victory Friday, officially into the early morning hours here on Friday morning. I hope everybody had a great Veterans Day, especially those of you that served. We thank you for your service, current or former military. Really appreciate you guys out there. And for now, after a second straight victory for your Miami Dolphins, we're going to hand out some game balls. We don't break. Right, that was a great job. We got it from everybody. Offense, big drive. It's time to present today's game balls with Travis, Seth, and OJ on the fish tank. <laughs> yeah, baby. Love I told it, it was going to be changed this week. It was not changed. Priest, you're taking over. I'm out. Juice, game balls. Let's go. <laughs> My game ball, man, goes to my man, my main man. I've been waiting for him to break out and have a nice game, Mr. Albert Wilson. Of course it's an offense Got to go ball. offense because defense has such a hell of a day. we got to find a couple of guys that uh, went out there and had a good game. And Albert Wilson, not only did he have uh, a couple of rushes for 19 yards, he also had uh, four grabs for 87 yards, including the big 64-yarder. He was even going to throw a pass for us today. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he, he took a sack. We'll he should have thrown it away. He should have thrown it away, right? <laughs> but, hey, man, it's nice to see him active and involved in this offense, man. And when he's got the ball in his hand, he can be dynamic. He's not the same dude he was, but he's getting back there, Big Seth. I, I agree. I love the fact that they're giving these opportunities and he's taking advantage of We talked about it earlier in the show. He's not our second or third option. He might be our fourth option. But when he got his opportunity, boy, did he run with him today. Port St. Lucie's own Albert Wilson. I'm going back to the defense, and you guys know where I'm going here. His name on Twitter is Hollywood Vaughn. I think he's from Canada, so I'm not sure why he's Hollywood. Maybe he's just a little bit famous, and that the way he's playing football he's right now, to he's going to be four solo tackles, one assist, one sack, seven yards lost, two passes defensed, and a bunch of plays on third down. Javon Holland of the University of Oregon, who's going down this weekend to the Washington State Cougars. Go Cougs. <laughs> but the plays he made in this game, Seth talked about the, the tone-setting hit to kind of just set the Ravens up and say, hey, we're going to be here all day, boys. It's going to be a physical game and not you giving it to us, but other way around. That big hit, he had a pressure that forced a throw away early in that game, that deep ball from Lamar Jackson that went incomplete, had a great pass breakup flying over the top of a scramble play from Lamar Jackson, and then a drive before the half, a pass breakup on a blitz, and then he had a sack on a third down in the second half. So this guy, the Dolphins hold the Baltimore Ravens to 1 of 12 on third downs. Javon Holland, a big Sick. part of that. 
Seth, your game ball goes to? Well, I, I'm going to just kind of build upon that, Travis, and my game ball is going to Josh Boyer and the defensive okay, coaching okay, staff. Okay, Let's okay, give it up right? for him. Okay, Those guys okay. have had a rough, you know, they had a rough run there, much maligned, yeah. turned things around the last couple of weeks, and again, the Baltimore Ravens, 27-something points a game. One of the most dynamic electric players in the entire National Football League showed up. They, I mean, they knocked them around. Those guys were physical. And I love this. They can in the linebacker, uh, put those linebackers out there who were yeah. fast and could make plays and try to control the running game and, and, and keep Lamar under check. And, and then the secondary, right? You know, yeah. absolutely Javon Holland, Jones, obviously X-Men making the big play over there. But the players make the plays, but we got to give some – got to give it up to the coaches. So I, I, I think Josh Boyer and that entire staff deserve to walk away with a game ball. And I, I'm sure they're thrilled to get a game ball from me. I, I'm sure it means a lot to them. Yeah, I think that's a great <laughs> point, Big Seth. I mean, finally using our weapons on defense the way they need to be used. Right. You know, using our speed. Or, you know, a talent up front. And the best thing about it, when you spread guys pressure. out, when you spread guys out like that, the way we come with that zero, we got to count on Christian, we got to count on Raekwon in the middle so we don't get split. Yeah. And they made sure we didn't get split up the middle. And uh, those guys did a great job of containing. That's the biggest takeaway right there. I mean, the defense with that team speed, containing those guys inside that pocket, inside that box, and making plays on the outside. And I listened to Drive Time this week, and Travis said that we've got the two best pass rushing safeties in the entire league right now. Oh and you know what? They didn't play scared. No. They weren't scared. No. Juice. They had those guys go downhill the entire right. time. Like you said, how much, you know, zero uh, all day long. They said, hey, go ahead and make a play because we're, we're coming after you. And you knew they were coming. It was no secret that those guys were on the edge and they were coming after you. So shout out to the coaching staff for drawing it up that way. And like you said, played our strengths. Yeah, didn't disguise it one bit. We dictate the game Didn't disguise it one bit, man. Just went after those guys. And I, I loved it, man. The, the constant pressure, you know, and making guys have to make decisions when you got great cover guys, man. Great game plan. I'm with you. Josh Boyer had a hell of a game. All right. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the entire coaching staff. They certainly deserved it. Also glad you mentioned Xavier and Howard because the big, the strip, the scoop, the score, yeah. that's what that guy does. He, he's unreal, isn't he, Juice? The way he's always around the football. Almost had a second touchdown. I wanted to see a better replay of that <laughs> And one. he would have had the first and second touchdown of the game. Nobody right. else scored a touchdown besides <laughs> Xavier and Howard to that point. He continues to get it done. Which, by the way, the sixth longest fumble return for a touchdown in the history of this franchise. That's a really? stat that Seth gave to Brett Breckheisen. He wow. Brett Breckheisen and Brett Breckheisen. I still Breckheisen. got it. Right. I still got it. I, I can look something up in the media guide as well as anybody. <laughs> he, he knew exactly where to go. He was all over the top of that. And you're welcome for that media guide once again, Seth, every single week. Comes by my house sometimes to grab that thing. This week I brought it to you. But back back to the kind of the game plan. Hold on here, guys. for a second. So okay. Neil Golkis, my old here partner in the PR staff, <laughs> is texting me here. Said he, he respected Juice's call. He said Travis picked the best player on the field tonight. And then I'm sucking up to the coaches. <laughs> he said I'm kissing the coaches. You ass. don't even interact with well, them. Well, come on, man. Come on. I thought those guys did it. Come on, Neil Golkus. I'm going to continue that thought, Neil Golkus, because right now we're looking at <laughs> you guys talk. Over the last three weeks, and they had the previous –
on all those exotic blitzes. Right. Give me a break. Right. They're Give back. me every exotic. I love exotic. Give me some exotic blitzes all day long. Don't miss context. That quote right there. Kind of <laughs> we, we, lo- we love the aggressive nature of this defense. I thought it permeated over to the offensive side of the ball well, as well again in this game. But I want to continue this point. we got a few more minutes here on this segment because you talked about it, Juice, with how they, they kind of they had to adjust to how the Ravens adjusted to their game plan because it was a different look than really we've ever seen from a Brian Flores defense. Jerome Baker. on the inside, and then obviously Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis, and Zach Sealer, those three big guys up front that can really just head up over a man and kind of take him on and be responsible for two gaps and kind of two-gap that thing. And you you just kind of thought Lamar was going to get out eventually, and he never did. And there were some plays where, you know, they they ran a a jet sweep pop pass where Javon Holland had the outside edge, and he had a tough, tough task of getting on that outside or upfield shoulder and getting around that thing and forcing the receiver to bubble. And then here comes Brandon Jones. They all did it today, Juice, and I just thought that they, every time Baltimore tried to adjust, my different things for this team allows them to do what they want to do. When you've got a young guy back there, a rook back there that might not be making the right calls maybe at the beginning of the season, it becomes difficult to do what you really want to do and what we've uh, what we kind of did last year. But now that he's in the in the fold right now, now the Like he was blitzing from one end, and then the guy he was covering in man-to-man, I think might be the play you're talking about, jets across, and he jets across mm-hmm. too and stops that play from being a big play. You know, so that means just the, just the little things where you know your assignment, you know, you know your man. If he goes in motion, the blitz is coming from somewhere else. These guys are on the same page, and that's the key because when you do the motion as an offense, your main goal is to see if they're man-to-man and, two, to try to confuse the defense. Guys, look at this drive chart, okay? And Preach looked this up earlier. They come down, they score a field goal on the opening drive, and then this is what the Ravens do on the next 11 drives. Missed field goal, punt, 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 end of half, punt, 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 fumble. I thought Dave Wanstead was over there coaching. <laughs> I mean, this is unbelievable what, yeah. they, what they put on film today. And uh, – Not be excited yeah. about yeah. the way this defense played. One more thing I wanted to bring up. Backs play in the secondary. <laughs> the specialist wants to know what kind of sauce. He, he's looking forward to a late little late night uh, Denny trip or something right now. We're thinking <laughs> we'll do something. But no, the, all, all the zero pressure looks they ran with, it, it worked to me, Juice, because Baltimore kept on trying to beat it. Rather than you know going max protect and try to handle all the blitzers, they were just trying to throw it out into, the, into space with these screens. And you know why it worked for the Dolphins' defense? Because Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Justin Coleman, Nick Needham, those cornerbacks can tackle, man. Yeah, they can. They have to. And you look at me, Byron had what nine tackles I yeah, think exactly you know what I mean but that's because of the pressure and then the short pass and then you make the sort the quick the sure tackle and I think that's exactly what these the, the game plan was keep them in front you know get the guys to the ground keep them short of the first down uh you know they, they had a couple nice uh, they had a couple little drives but nothing 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 crazy our cover guys are obviously a couple of the highest paid guys 
but they played like the highest paid guys today. You know, and they've been doing that the last couple of weeks. Think about it. Baltimore, we did this last week against Houston. You know, we came with a lot of pressure, a lot of zero, a lot of different things. So Baltimore had a few days to get ready for it, uh, but I mean, it doesn't matter. You can, you can prepare for that all you want. When guys are getting home and you've got guys on the outside that can cover guys, I mean, it's great. You know, we didn't say anything much. I mean, I, it might not show up much. I didn't really look at the stats uh, with Jalen Phillips. Yes. But, man, to see that kid run, man, that, that big boy can run, man, sideline to sideline, you know, putting pressure on people. I mean, he's going three tackles, a half sack, and a QB hit. That's yeah. not a bad That's day. That's not at the a office. bad day at and all. And my man. next note right here was Phillips' pursuit to the yeah. edge. I don't know when I wrote that, but I was ex- I was impressed by oh, it. Oh man, these young guys, man, and we're finally starting to see us hit on some of the young guys that we have in that locker room, especially on that defensive side, man. So big ups to Josh Boyd and that young defense. Yeah, just tons of great games by so many guys in this defense. We'll finish up that point on the next side and talk some more about the drive of the game, the offense, the entire Dolphins victory here. For now, get your new Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen Delray Beach or online at GuntherVolkswagenDelray.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score, 22-10. Miami takes this one. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Dolphins are hosting a digital car sale November 8th through the 19th. If you're in the market for a new or used car, our Dade Auto Desk Specialist can assist you every step of the way. Rates as low as 0.99% APR, no haggle pricing, no dealer fees, trades accepted, and no payments for 90 days. Get pre-approved online at dcfcu.org slash car today. Certain restrictions apply, federally insured by NCUA. And guys, let's go right back to that defense because... I wrote this down, Juice. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I wrote that Jerome Baker had his best game of the season. I thought Andrew Van Ginkle had his best game of the season. Adam Butler did as well, his first sack as a Miami Dolphin. I talked a little bit about Jalen Phillips here in my notes. Emmanuel Ogba had another pass breakup. I just wrote Byron an X exclamation point. Not sure why, but I did that. And then Justin Coleman had a big pass breakup on a big third down and also sealed it with a pick. Christian Wilkins, I thought, made a bunch of plays to set guys up. I, that's the story of this game. I want to keep going back to it because these guys all just played in rhythm and sync together. Do you think there's maybe something to them kind of finding their footing and finding their way? Because I think, you know, over the last three years under Brian Flores, this team continues to get better as the year goes along. Is it kind of happening again here? I, I believe so. I, I really do. I think these guys are really starting to play well off each other. And uh, I think that's key. They know where each other are going to be. You know, they're where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. And when they get their opportunities to make plays, they're making plays. Um, like the last couple of weeks has been this way. You know, you can say whatever you want to say about the Texans, uh, but they're a professional football team. But now what do you say when they do the same sort of thing versus the Ravens? You know, a team that's putting up mad points and, and you know, running the ball well and throwing the ball well, and you've got a most, one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league and they're able to uh, contain him. All the guys you mentioned, bro, they, they all showed up today. And you can see it in the box score. Everybody showed up today, and it was like, um, you know, it's my turn on this series. It's my turn on this drive. It's my turn on this play. And uh, when the guys had the chances, they did it. They, they did it, man. And, of course, you mentioned X and, you know, and Byron. You know, the, you know those, those guys are just special players. Byron got – I think he had, what, nine tackles? You know, but, I mean, that's, he's going to get targeted more. But a lot of it was quick because we're putting pressure on there, getting there, getting the ball out right in his face, and he's making tackles, you know, for a four-yard game, five-yard game, or whatever it might be. So great job in general by the team as a whole. And now watch those guys feed off of this. 
Watch him feed up. Watch him come up with even more diff- uh, more ways of getting at quarterbacks. Wait until next week. I can't wait to see what the defense comes up with next week. You know, when they go on the road and they get an opportunity to, to display what they do in terms of zero or one coverage or come with these, these different blitzes. They're starting to fill the roads, but one thing they're really doing is starting to tackle and get guys to the ground. We had a, a hard time tackling at the beginning of the year, and I think they fixed that. And just pressure on the quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was something that was missing early on, and it is starting to come on and, and strong. Yeah, I was just going to say possibly a rookie quarterback next week, too, if Zach Wilson is back for the New York Jets. I think Mike White is going to start a game for them this week, but next week could be back to the second overall pick in this year's draft. And, you know, Seth, I, again, I always get accused of looking too far ahead here. but and <laughs> Don't I want, do it, man. I want to get Juice's perspective on how this kind of a win in this point, and a big win, too, like, right, the Houston Texans, you know, we they're a professional football team. That was team. just a big win because they needed exactly. a win. Right. But this one – the way the fans felt after the game and just the, the mood in the building and what I've seen on Twitter, I, I got a, I was DMing with a buddy of mine on Twitter who I only know from online, and he actually changed his profile photo away from what it was for years and years and years this week because he was so upset, and he went right back to it after the game, his Dolphins-themed profile <laughs> picture. So you're seeing this kind of mood shift. And so my question to you, Seth, is from the fan perspective, someone that's been around this team that knows this team for so many years, how do you feel the mood as far as just your general approach to this team in this game? Has it changed today? Uh, has it changed with, from the fan base? I mean, I mean For I'm you, sure it, the way you view this team now, has it changed today? Uh, I mean, this is the team that we wanted to see. It's certainly on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, obviously, offensively, they still need to get some things figured out. But as Drew said, it was nice to see the ball go downfield a little bit more. And, and it was good to, you know, the, the quarterback situation all year – has just been uh, – I don't yeah. want to use the word drama, but there's just been a lot yeah. – there's been a lot more attention placed on that position than certainly this coaching right. staff would want there to be. And so it was nice to see Tua get an opportunity not only to get in but to help lead the team to victory and, it, and, and, and contribute to that, right? Correct. I mean, he – Correct. You know, he played a bit – This is all about the defense in, in, in a sense that – in this defense. Brian Flores is known for being a, 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 a tremendous defensive coach, and we saw what we expected to see tonight. And and yeah. so, yeah, do I feel differently about the team? I mean, it's all about momentum, right, Juice? Right, you want to right. start feeling good about yourselves. Can I say this real quick? How easy would it have been for guys to just throw in the towel? Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you're disgusted by it when you see it happen out of professionals. But man, when it's one, when you're one and seven, and things are not going your way, and you've lost games that you know you could have and right. should have won, it's so easy for guys to go and tank. But this team has rallied around each other, and you don't see any quit out there. No, we certainly didn't tonight. No, and and look, we don't want to excuse away some of the things we saw last week. You know, they took it, they took it on the chin, even in a victory. You know, it wasn't a pretty game. There was a lot of ugly ball out there, but they found a way to win. And that's what they needed, and look what they responded with after finally getting a W. Yeah, yeah, tough, and a tough environment for these guys, man. Imagine being at home Thursday night, and you know, it's almost a fifty-fifty crowd out there. You know, when you're on offense, you hear "Let's go defense" chants from the opposing crowd. Yeah, and we rallied up. I couldn't we, hear that in the press box. We that was going rallied on? up, man, and you know, I was I was more than happy to lean outside the, the alumni suite and. Tell them all goodbye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our weather. Were you sure I would have. Oh, yeah, y'all. Were you giving them the nod? I gave them business, man. I would have paid to see that. See you later. Hey, hey. 
I hope you enjoyed our good weather on your way back to Baltimore. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, it was coming. yeah, it was a it was a beautiful thing to see our guys go out there and respond, man. And you know, I mean, our defense, man, like you talked about it, Seth. We we have to continue to talk about the defense. The defense is going to continue to give offense time to get better. And they're going to give them a lot today, more man. opportunities, man. And that's been happening the last couple of weeks. And we've got some games coming up where we can continue to get better as a defense when the games get a little tougher later in the season. Um, but, man, about damn time. That's all I can say, man. It's about, <laughs> about damn time damn we're seeing time. the defense that we, we expect and the defense that we love. It feels good to feel good. That's that's kind of my approach to yeah. the postgame here. We, Like I said, me and Seth round down, ran down that hallway, and we were kind of watching the game on different TVs as we went along, and we saw the 64-yard completion right outside the elevators out there, and there was a couple wow. of the ele- elevator attendants rooting it on with us, and that was just a lot of fun to be well, a part of When we talk that. about the drive of the game, I can't wait to talk about that. That was outstanding. We're going to get there here shortly, but you know, kind of back, back to that point I asked Seth. Don't Juice. segment, Jack. Travis, is that what we call it? Don't segment Jack M. Juice. <laughs> it's coming up soon. It's coming up soon. But, no, you know, going back to just kind of – I like to get a feel for how people are feeling out there on social and in the fan base, and that's, I think, yeah. a decent representation of it. But, you know, I saw people were asking today, like, I think Omar actually tweeted it out. He said, how would you feel right now if the Dolphins would have gotten the right call in that Raiders game, if they would have found a way to close out the Jacksonville game? How would you feel? And one of the responses I saw, Juice, and I wanted to get your take on this, was that they wouldn't feel as good because they needed to see the results reflect the product and, and expose these holes this team has or expose the weaknesses. How do you feel about that and how this game shifts that narrative? Oh, hell no. Win a win. Give me a win, exactly. man. I, I just need the dub, bro. I don't care how it looks. And like I, we talked about before, like even last week, remember we talked about how – you know, our, our ratings, our ranking doesn't change because we, we won ugly last week. Yep. You know, this is the NFL. And just win. Find a way to win on Sundays or Thursdays, whatever day it is. And uh, so, yeah, all those all that stuff, man, it's, you know, it, it, we'd feel a lot better with those wins. And we didn't, and we, we, you know, we discovered some things about our team. But at the same time, though, man, those are the, ch- the shots that we missed. We missed some opportunities. You know, we're a 3-7 and seven team right now. We missed some really good opportunities out there. Uh, but we're finding it. We're finding opportunities, finding our, our, our chance to make some plays. We have to get better offensively. We have to get better offensively. That's the most important thing right there is, is, is getting better offensively and, uh, then, and then complementing that defense. I'm still – I mean, we haven't really done much on teams yet. We, there's a lot to work with with this team. Defense right now has carried us the last two weeks, and, you know, we, we figured they would, but the other – two phases of the game have to start playing a little catch-up. Like I keep saying, guys, the schedule gives them an opportunity to yeah. kind of get healthy. And like you said, Juice, if they can find a way to push through and get better in those areas, this is a streak that could go. We'll see. they got they got to win one game at a time, but it's a streak that I, I think they have something here that can build off Travis, of. 1-0, Travis. Let's go 1-0 Let's go 1-0 next week against the Jets. We're going to be there in person, the entire Miami Dolphins podcast. Now we're going to be at MetLife for the MetLife takeover. I can't wait to take Finally, that thing I've over. I've been trying to get there for years. And tell Jets fans. I've never been. Man, I tried to get there, man. It's usually around my birthday. I almost went up there a few times for my birthday, man, so it's going to be nice. I'm looking forward to telling Jets fans, thanks for having us. Yeah. Just always. like you did today with the Baltimore That's Ravens right. fans. That's right. So there you have it. Next week against the Jets, get your new Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen of Coconut Creek or online at guntervolkswagen.net. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 22, Ravens 10. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. You can get there in your new Lexus. The Lexus Drive of the Game is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to feel 
and experience amazing. The Dolphins take over the football with 4-12 to go, up 15-10 to after a Ravens 9-play, 99-yard scoring drive. Lots of flags on that drive. And Tua Tungavailoa leads them on a 6-play, 75-yard drive, and he gets things started with a 64-yard pass to Albert Wilson, the longest play of the season for the Miami Dolphins. Gaskin, the running back, they put Wilson in motion again. Wide open. To, no, right open. Wilson's got the midfield at the 40. One man to beat. Stay in bounds. And he does deepen Raven territory. Chuck Clark, the last man. And that drive was capped off by a one-yard rushing touchdown from Tua Tungavailoa, the Dolphins' fourth trip into the red zone, or into the goal-to-go situation, I should say, and their first touchdown of the game. Juice, in that particular drive, on that particular play, what I saw, tell me what you think about this, was the Dolphins ran an RPO look, and they got a little bit of conflict in the, in the Ravens' secondary, and they busted a coverage there. Yeah, and the fact that we saw it is amazing. Yes. You know, and that's, that's the key. A lot of times you might see a guy running free, and, you, and we missed that opportunity, man. And, you know, I, I I was so worried when the Ravens went down there and got that touchdown, you know, and only down 15-10. I was like, all right, here we go. Can we put a drive together to get down there and at least get some points? Give me a field goal so we get up back, get up eight points there. And to see that play bust wide open right in front of us, I mean, it was outstanding. And for two of the find it and put it on, on, you know, put it on him, you know, finally got a pass at with a wide open guy that's, that's, that's thrown in play. And Albert makes the grab and gets down the sideline. That was just an outstanding play and what we needed. Once we got in field goal range, I was comfortable. I really was at that point, man. I said I'm the like, same thing I'm Travis. good. I'm, I'm feeling good about us being in field goal range now. But to actually punch it in and make it a two-score game again was huge right there. So outstanding play call. Great job by two of seeing the bus. Albert getting down the field, man. And, you know, making a big play. And then, you know, taking a little more time off the clock, chewing up all the timeouts in that situation for the, for the Ravens and then getting in the end zone at the end of it. I mean, that, that is, that's the kind of play you're looking for in a situation where a team scores a touchdown and you come back and you answer. It's a great answer. You know what I loved about it, and, and Seth kind of touched on this early parts of the game, how Miami kind of set a tone with the physicality they played with. The running game started to get going there a little bit. Miles Gaskin had a few pops, a seven-yard rush to put him down at the one-yard line. And then they had that really interesting call, Seth, where they had an eight- or nine-yard run, and they took the penalty to give themselves an extra down to make it first and five rather than second and one. Right. And that gives you an extra 30, 40 seconds or a timeout to burn off the Ravens' clock there. And we kind of saw this script play out for the Dolphins' reverse earlier in the season where the defense held up, the defense held up, and the offense couldn't get things going. And then the levy kind of broke, and the same thing happened here for Miami in the right way this time and that's how they found their way into the winner's circle I thought aggressiveness good running ball running the game at late in that game and then just kind of having that script reverse there for the Dolphins yeah not big numbers running the ball but yeah. right at the right time is when you when you all that matters you know I mean we didn't run it well the whole game but when you get big chunks or nice plays that you know chew up a little clock make them burn some timeouts and things like that and that's what's important we always talk about kind of like a four-minute offense and that's kind of getting in that four-minute offense right there and getting into the end zone at the end and then making the guy, you know, the, the Ravens have to press to get in and try to score a couple of times. I'm always nervous when it comes to our team because we haven't seen the success and be able to put games away. But once we went up 22, you know, I was in there, like I said, <laughs> Priest and I were in there. Mark Duper kept telling me that, you know, all right, here the Ravens are going, here, here they're coming. They're going to score this drive. Come on, dude. They're going to score this drive. That was probably the whole stadium yeah. thinking that. Oh, man, well, you know what? I mean, they're, they're the Baltimore Ravens for one. They're an explosive offense. And for two, we've seen it happen before. But 
Duke ended up owing me 20 push-ups today. You know, two times in a row he said they were going to score a touchdown. Did he give them to you? Yeah, yeah, right there. I got them on. I got Wait, it on Duke film. was able to do 20 push-ups? Bro, I got it on film. I'm a, I'm a, I'll tweet it out. <laughs> I'll tweet it out, man. But, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was really good to, you know, to see it. I said, Duke, man, you got to get out of the suite, bro. Didn't I try to kick him out, Priest? I was like, you got to get out, man. You get your negative butt out of here, bro. Uh, but, uh, man, great job by those guys, especially on the defense side once we scored um, to, to hold those guys again, man. That's what it's all about. You let them, they got in the end zone right before that. We go on our drive of the game, and then we get the stop. That was incredible to see. I love the, the tweet you just sent us. Robert Hunt got himself on the postgame uh, podium there <laughs> talking about the incredible play that was not. I love the way he reached the ball out for the goal line. I Went can't get over it, how great Everything that was. Everything he did. Other, well, let's start with the fact, like Coach Flores said, it's a penalty. Like, he, you know, he just, you can't <laughs> do it. What the hell is he what doing? The hell was he doing? <laughs> but, man, he sold it. I'm telling you, the referees <laughs> bought into it for a minute. So it was just spe- it was spectacular. So the Lexus Driver of the Game is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to see, hear, feel, and experience amazing with Lexus. And, guys, I want to bring up one more tweet here that I just got. My buddy Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins took a picture of a Ravens fan out in the parking lot with his head between his knees and just kind of beside himself after this loss. And who liked it? Other than Jason Jenkins, our guy here, the, 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 the grand poobah of the entire network here, he liked the tweet. I love the trash talk there. Oh man, that's that's good stuff. That really. How did how did Robert Hunt get on NFL Network after the game too? Huh? That's nice, man. Good stuff, bro. He's he's a superstar, man. And no matter what, <laughs> it was a penalty, coach said, right? But it's still going to be played over and over yeah, and over again. he wanted again. to make sure. It still might be one of the top ten plays of the, of the weeks, for that, sure. That was his way. He said, don't you ever do something. Like, like that's what Coach yeah. Flo was saying there. Yeah. But how could he – I love what he said. I'm sure everybody enjoyed watching it. <laughs> but, like, you know, I'm sure – what was he thinking? It was almost like he boxed out. You know, you're watching the big guy on the rebound. He boxed out Miles Gaskin to go get the rock, man. He's like, oh, this is my chance. And I love that he said he tried. I can't wait. He tried to score. I cannot he wait to watch. He actually, he actually set up a block. You see him? He actually went inside the block, you know, the other lineman <laughs> yeah. on the oh screen. And then he went inside. And Jumps then he over the guy, gets flipped to... over. Almost, you know, the Nat Moore iconic airplane spin <laughs> might be rivaled. The, the cut he made after he caught it. Oh, I'm my God. He set that block up and went and got it, man. That was, that was, that was beautiful. What are those athleticism, guys? The athleticism alone. That tells you, you got a, a guy playing that position that, as athletic like that. I mean, come on, man. We got to start doing better up front and everything else. <laughs> if you can run with a rock like that, you got to block for somebody with a rock like that, you know? That that's always a group, as a group. But how much is he going to hear about this now for at least oh, the next There's going to be a nickname coming out of this somehow, oh some way, you know? I mean, it's like always always good stuff, man. And and big ups to the linemen. You know, the linemen themselves, man, wasn't a great game at times, obviously. <laughs> but uh, when it counted, they did they did their job. Yeah. And, uh, especially when they went to try to score. And, and Rob's been at the forefront of that all year long. I know a lot of times when an offensive line struggles, they kind of lump all five guys in with that. And, you know, there's a certain degree of I understand that. But also, Rob's had a great year so far. He's really coming along at that right guard position. Played right tackle last year, I thought, had his best games down the stretch last year. And now you're starting to see him, man, Juice. He gets in some of those one-on-one matchups, and he pushes guys around. Yeah. Maybe he thought, I'm sick of blocking for all these dudes and making all these plays. <laughs> I'm going to get myself someone getting into the end zone myself. Coach was mad. Though man, he really was like, really, like really, what were you thinking? Type of moment, uh, you know. I mean, honestly, I can't even believe Miles even deferred to him. Like Miles, like, all right, let me, you know, you go ahead and get it. And I maybe I'll b- go block for you <laughs> or something, man. But um, yeah, I, I, you, you have to do. Unfortunately, Travis, you're right. When you look at an offense, you look at, at it as a unit. 
you know, and that is a unit. And you look at a group of whatever, receivers as a unit, um, even if you might have one guy that's playing well, look, you look at it as a whole group. And as a whole, the group hasn't been the best. Um, but, you know, maybe they'll, you know, they'll, they'll grow from this as well. And, you know, they'll, they'll take – <laughs> they'll take Hunt's effort, and, and maybe they'll oh start parlaying God. into their own better efforts as a, as a unit, man. So that's just fun to watch. I'm watching this clip over and over again, <laughs> and I, I really can't believe he – first of all, like you said, took it from Miles, but then he cut up the field and set that block up, man. Wait, <laughs> when you see him set the block up and go get it, that's the, I think that's the craziest part about Truth, play, it. Truth, it looks like he ran I, that a hundred times in practice yeah, yes, since training yes, camp. Yes, I mean, that's the thing. That's why we all yeah. thought – Tackle was there a rule change? Yeah, because we didn't hear him yeah. call, call right. the tackle eligible. And then he's lined up at guard. We're all looking around. John Kajemi, you know, we're like, is there a rule we're not aware? Unbelievable. <laughs> you, you mentioned John Kajemi. The best part about the entire thing to me was after that, John says, maybe we should try giving him the football out of the, out of the <laughs> yeah. traditional backfield. I don't know. Hand him the ball, see what he can do. Because, like Juice says, the coach. Coach Flores said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll run a play for him. Yeah, let Christian lead. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, look at that backfield. That's, that's 700 pounds of humanity coming at you in the Christian Wilkins Robert Hunt package. What do you call that? Because mammoth. You usually call it elephant. I would have to, you have to call that mammoth package or something. You know what I mean? Woolly mammoth package. Mammoths. Two mammoths. <laughs> <laughs> that is too good. Let's go ahead and get out to the break. Get your new Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen Fort Lauderdale or online at GuntherVolkswagen.net. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 22, Ravens 10. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. And, guys, one thing I've seen out there on the old tweeter streets, as it were, is a lot of complaining about certain draft classes and, you know, what has and hasn't popped. And one thing I saw was we haven't had that guy that showed up right away and made you just know that he was the dude. But, Seth, I'm looking at a 2021 draft class where – a lot of these guys are coming in and making big plays and contributing to big victories for this Dolphins team. There's no question about it. And, look, it starts with uh, – talk about Javon Holland. He got your game ball today. The last two weeks, he has been the most spectacular player on this team. And, and, and not just making plays, but seeing the way the defense is responding and the way they're rallying around him, it has been impressive. Incredible pick there. Uh, you know, Jalen Waddell continue. You know, I know everybody wants to see the 70-yard touchdowns. We all want to see that. But, Juice, he is getting really close to breaking Jarvis Landry's yeah. all-time record as a, a, for receptions as a rookie, getting close to breaking uh, Chris Chambers' record for yardage as a rookie. So he is producing. Jalen Phillips, we talk about it week in and week out. I think he's starting to fill up the, the, stat, the, the box score there and really contributing, even the plays that he's not making, he's, he's becoming, you wanted to talk about this word, integral. He's becoming <laughs> integral to that front seven there. And, 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 you know, a lot of that pressure that we saw today, whether he was making the play or setting up other guys to make those plays, his athleticism is jumping off the, the page uh, on film there. Unbelievable. And, you know, there's another guy from the previous year's draft class that everybody likes to talk about. And Tua Tungavailoa came in with a broken finger. You know, look, yeah. his finger is fractured. The table. He came into the game and helped lead this team to victory. Yeah. What more can you ask for? And, and you know, that's that's kind of a, a further point into that draft class. And 
I mean, we look back at some of those draft classes that brought us like a JT or a Zach Thomas or an OJ McDuffie, for instance. Some of those great draft classes had two or three players, and we were like, wow, what a great draft class that was. And, you know, when I first began to really kind of study what this front office was doing, this was before I was employed by the team, so it was all just kind of my own doing by the staff, the front office, the regime. The idea was a good general manager, a good drafting a collaboration of guys, they will hit about 40 to 50% of their picks. That's a really good number to aim for. And when you give yourself multiple bites at the apple, all that does is put yourself in a position where you can begin to then hit 40%. And then that gives you three or four guys every single draft class. And and Seth mentions Waddle, Phillips, and Holland to start this year. And those three guys had huge nights tonight. They're having great rookie seasons so far. And go back to that 2020 draft class. And the, the jury is definitely still out on all these guys, no doubt about that. But you mentioned Tua Tungavailoa. He comes from that draft class. Rob Hunt, who I saw Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football today. Today was the first day I got to watch GMFB because it's the first day I had off because we were working tonight. He said that Robert Hunt's playing at a Pro Bowl level. I don't know if I'd go that far, but he's definitely playing really well. We talked about Brandon Jones and what he's done. So both of these last two draft classes right now have given you six guys, Juice, who are playing right now at a pretty good level. You hit on six guys in a couple years, man. That's that's winning. It really is. And that's winning right there. And let them develop, uh, too. Yeah, and it's going to be – and I see them getting better. You know, I think it's just (laughs) – tip of the iceberg with these guys. They're starting to finally, you know – get their feet on them. I've told you this, you know, it was probably for the guys like Tua and, and Brandon Jones that were drafted last year and Hunt. About this time this year yep. was when I started feeling good about myself as an offensive player, knowing the ins and outs of everything, you know, being able to go on the road, the professionalism of everything. You know, everything is still deer in the headlight that first year and part in, partly into the second year. Um, it's probably why he's still a rookie probably with three games in. Right, I think they, right. they call you a rookie three games into the second season to make That's it That's just because they need someone to buy sandwiches exactly and carry right. their I helmet. think it's like, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I just saw the greatest tweet, and I ha- I wouldn't Here interrupt you otherwise, Juice. Marlon Humphrey, I talked about him earlier, right? Have you guys seen what he just tweeted? I did. Jalen Waddle going to be a top 10 next year. Let's go, Marlon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Back to you, Juice. That is right, man. And, and Jalen. Hey, breaking news there. <laughs> That's incredible. He's one of the best. Someone likes Jalen Waddle on Twitter. I'm telling you, Seth. I've been telling you, I've been telling you guys all along. That kid is special, and if he thinks he's special, that means a lot to me. That validates it. Yeah, he yeah. definitely is a special player. I mean, Jalen, just give him opportunities. You know, I, I, you see uh, he got more opportunities to return punts. Didn't get any real good chances today. Um, I like him. I like him back there. I, I like the fact that you know they're moving him all over the field again as in, in, on you know as a receiver, uh, give him more opportunities. Before, like I said, when you're a young guy, don't know a lot. He puts you in one spot, and that's where you're pretty much stuck. Nice inside. He's outside. He's running different routes. I would like for all of them. This just me. I like for all of our guys to run better routes. It's, we're not. I don't know. I don't know if that's the way these are designed. And that's one thing that Duper and I were talking about. We're like, nobody can run route. What would make it better? Help us out with that. Yeah, well, you know what? You see a lot of guys. A lot of our guys are glued. You know, defensive guys are glued on. We run fade routes without working the fade. You know, we just run to a spot instead of trying to set somebody up and then getting there. You know, we run some of these other routes where it's like real smooth into our breaks instead of sharp cuts and sharp angles, working our way back to football. Now, it might just be the way the play is designed, the way they're coached. You know, it might not be on the players. But if you're running a fade route, 
you know, we see a lot of times the fade routes are thrown out of bounds because they're not giving the quarterback any room to work a lot of times. So in order to, for that to work, you've got to work a DB. You've got to, especially in the tight quarters, you've got to take your time and work and set them up and then explode. We ha- I haven't seen that very much. We've got to make spectacular plays on fade routes instead of being wide open by working yourself to be wide open right away. So mm-hmm. it's, it's one thing I think they could do to improve that also, and we talked about this in, during the game, Seth and I, was we wanted those deep shots. We got one to Waddle, right? And it was nearly picked off because he couldn't, he didn't get his release. He didn't get off the line of scrimmage. So one way you can kind of help that is, is more motion, right, to get the guys free releases? Yeah, you, you do. But, you know, it, it depends on where you're at in the field. You like to get motion. But if you back a, you go in motion, you're going to back a guy up. So if you're trying to run fade routes, you've got to really try to run somebody I down. Gotcha. But if you're stationary on the line of scrimmage and you got somebody in press, you know, you know what they're trying to take away. They're pretty much telling you if they're head up, you just got to set them up a little bit better. And then you got to find a way to get on top of them, stack them. We don't stack very well. Mm-hmm. When you run a fade route, you got you to get by somebody and you got to stack them and give yourself room to the sideline. We just continue fading, fading, fading. And good DBs like, the, you know, like X does, like Byron does, like Sam and Pat did, they're just going to ride you right into the sideline next year. And that's know. what happened on that play for sure. Exactly 10 on 10, right. 10 on 10. Exactly right. I, I love hearing that breakdown there from Juice. <laughs> and just kind of to further this point, did you get that, Seth? 10 on 10? <laughs> I did. 10 on 10. <laughs> Thank you. That was Leave better. me alone. <laughs> Fish Tank Podcast, for those of you that haven't checked it out yet. <laughs> so just to kind of further the point about development, you know, we talk about – and Juice, you mentioned some of the guys last year kind of came on at this point of the season. I, I've talked about this so many times on drive time, as Seth could attest to, that so many of the guys that we see now as the best players on this team, an Xavier Howard, a Mike Gesicki, a Christian Wilkins, those guys, their careers did not start off well. Xavier Howard's first year, he was banged up. He wasn't covering well. He didn't have any picks. And then in December of 2017, he started picking balls off every single week, and he's been that guy for the rest of his career. It, almost the exact same deal with Mike Gesicki. He never had a 100-yard game until late into his second year. I don't think he scored a touchdown until like week 11 of his second season. Now he's got, well, coming into tonight, he had more catches and yards than any tight end over the last like 10 weeks or something like that. Uh, Christian Wilkins, he's on pace for, or he's already about to top career highs in sacks, TFLs, QB hits, like every stat across the board. Even guys like Emmanuel Ogba, Eric Rowe, free agents who came here and had breakout years here with the Miami Dolphins. So the thought there for me, Juice, is that give these guys two or three years, see what they can become when they hit that peak and when they develop fully. And then maybe once this young team kind of comes together, we're starting to see it now, but maybe in like a year from now or so, it really comes together. Yeah, I like that. And you know, you, you, you build a team, hopefully, mostly through the draft, and you bring in a couple key free agents. And I think we're building. We're starting to see those draft picks come to life. And we've seen a lot of heat. There's been a lot of heat on the front office and, and guys in that, in that building about some of these guys that we, they, they're quote-unquote, haven't hit on. Now we're starting to see a little bit. The patience you're talking about, it's hard for guys to come by. You know, I mean, and the reason I think more than anything is because of the 10-6 and six la- season last year, you expected some of that same rollover to come happen this year with some of these guys. Now it's starting to happen a little bit, and our young guys are starting to play well. We've got a good nucleus of young guys and some, and some really key other guys that are contributors, and so let them develop and keep continuing to use these draft picks to get guys in like that. And uh, I, I mean, I'm just, you know, I just hope that, you know, we, we continue to see growth on both sides of the football, especially on the offensive side of the ball because we already see it on the defensive side. The defense 
is is where we want them to be right now. They're going to have some more challenges, and they're going to be some 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 games where the offense is going to have to do a little bit more or a lot more than what they've done so far. But right now, the defense is playing where we want them to play, and I think they've got this swag now. They got this swagger now that they're going to be able to go out there and man up with anybody. I don't see very many teams that can line up with three or four wide receivers across the board that we can't cover. You know, where we can't bring heat and get to a quarterback with the different blitz. Uh, package that we come with uh, it's a good situation and i dare a team to prepare for it prepare for it see what you can do you talk about what's coming up we'll talk about in the last segment what you know who we're playing next week if zach wilson's playing he's a guy that can move a little bit he's mobile you know but if mike weiss there we might be able to go after him a little bit so we'll see we'll see what the game plan is but the fact that we went after lamar jackson if he, if he if he breaks one or splits it, we're in trouble. And it never and they, happened. It didn't happen tonight, and that that was big. That and was big. That's one more upshot of these two young safeties in both Oregon and Texas for Brandon Jones and for Javon Holland. They played a lot of slot cornerbacks, so they're no stranger to covering in that slot and just being straight up cornerbacks in this defense. And that gives you so much flexibility when you can rush them, when you can play them, and in the deep post you can have them cover a man up in that zero pressure look. And also Justin Coleman, I think, is coming on. Nick Needham's had a really good year, so so many guys on this team that can cover, you're starting to finally see that vision, and it feels good to see it kind of come through tonight. And then one more upshot of the win, plenty of them. We now have the same number of victories as the 49ers, who of course we have their first round draft pick next year. A lot of the football Dolphins left, go Travis. to the Eagles. We're tracking draft picks. It's week 10. It's time to start tracking that, Seb. We're going to do it now, and we're going to finish up the, this show on the other side of the break here real quick. Get your new Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen Delray Beach, or online at GuntherVolkswagenDelray.com For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Easy for me to say. Again, the final score, Dolphins 22, Ravens 10. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. From the electricity in the stadium to the highlight reel plays, there's nothing quite like Dolphins football. And this season, you can be there live to cheer them on. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster has you covered with the largest selection of seats for any budget. Get off the couch and into the stands. Grab your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com Dolphins. And guys, it's finally here, my favorite week of the year every year. It is Jets week. Yeah. They get to play on Sunday. We don't have to. We have that luxury of having it off. I can't wait to watch football on my couch all day Sunday. It's been 11 <laughs> weeks since I've had the opportunity to do that. But the Jets next week, guys, Juice, what is Jets week like for you? Oh, it's the best. There's nothing like it, man. There's no team I hate more than the Jets. You know, no better place to go and play, play in the Meadowlands or MetLife Stadium. And uh, the, the takeover, finally get an opportunity to go check it out, man. I think the guys are going to they're gonna really uh, – you know, they, they've got some momentum going right now. And there's no better place to continue that momentum than go up to New York and uh, take it out on, on the Jets, the stinking Jets, man. I think, <laughs> um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun to watch. Depending on – doesn't matter who has, who's that quarterback right now. We saw them take out one of the better quarterbacks in the league uh, this past, uh, tonight, and we'll see what happens when they go up to New York. But, um, man, 10 days is great. I mean, it's such a – it's such a – I mean – I think we did a 10-day break. It seemed like we just, like, did half days for most of the days, you know, and, you know, getting the work in. Most guys stayed around anyways and worked out and watched film. But it's kind of lax and then get back into a heavier schedule maybe next week. It gives your body a chance yeah, to rest, yeah. doesn't and it? Yeah, and I think that's what we need. And, and think about it, We're halfway through the season now anyway. So these guys need rest. Their bodies need to and rest. And haven't had a bye week. Haven't had a bye week. Um, so hopefully – you know, I mean, the schedule looks good for us for throughout. But oh, that, don't but start the, turning the, Travis but the, here. But the stinking Jets are the, are the next one in line for us to go 1-0. Seth, give me a break, man. I'm excited. 
<laughs> I'm excited. And speaking of excited, we have the podcast coming up this week on Drive Time. We'll see you when the All-22 episode comes out. I'm going to be pretty much pulling an all-nighter tonight, getting the episode out for you guys, the recap episode. But um, we'll see you in the All-22 episode if it's on this weekend or Monday. Haven't quite decided yet. But the Fish Tank has a new guest coming in, as they do every single Tuesday, Seth. Yeah, well, you know, if you haven't listened to T-Buck yet, please go in. Yeah. And, you know, you see a performance like you saw today in the secondary, definitely go listen to Terrell Buckley. He he's talks really about fast, the, by the way. He, he, yeah, he's freaking fast <laughs> he's freaking is fast. what he said. And, and those great he years. <laughs> those great years with, with Sam Madison and Patrick Sertan and T-Buck. It's really a wonderful interview. But we had Hunter Goodwin today. We interviewed Hunter. It's been a long day, man. It seemed yeah. like it was uh, a week ago we interviewed him. Hunter Goodwin's not a name that's going to get everybody fired up, and some people might be saying who. Oh, he man. was here three years, played tight end, but you know, really was kind of a, a, a sixth offensive lineman on that starting line. But Hunter is so much fun oh, and so really just a great interview from start to finish. Really bright, really interesting, inspiring. And funny as hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just so good. Big, big hunter, man. Big, big dude, man. Yeah. He was part of the uh, yeah, mammoth package. Yeah, he would have been. The woolly <laughs> mammoth package. Yeah, but he was eligible to catch the <laughs> ball. That's right. That's Unlike right. Robert Hunt. He didn't do it a whole lot, but he was eligible. <laughs> he didn't reach that ball at over one, the goal at line At one for a point, touchdown. he wasn't, though. So that's part of the podcast. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, he's, he's a taco at one uh, point. That was a great so. show, boys. Great show. Thank you to our executive producer and our booth producer, Alejandro Solana. Our studio producers, Robert Grieper and Matthew Wilson. Our radio booth engineer was Stephen J. Gray, our post-game engineer, was none other than Steph the Specialist bringing it in hot Steph this week. Steph the Specialist? With the, what's that, the purple drink he's got going on over there? I don't know. <laughs> that no-do's in there, man. It's that type of night. For OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt, I am Travis Wingfield. DJ Preach in the house also. The final score of today's game, Dolphins 22, Ravens 10. Dolphins football will be back on the air Sunday, November 21st. Miami will be in the Meadowlands to play the New York Jets, the Stige, as I call them. This has been the Miami Dolphins post-game show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.